Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Agents of Mace. Today, talking Black Panther, Wakanda forever. Um, Before we get into it, though, I wanted to mention that uh, for the holidays, we will not have an episode after this one. Um, So, taking a little break, um, but follow us on social media, and I'll be sure to post when we're coming back. Um, So, look forward to your holidays with your families uh and watch all the marvel content you can so that's my little uh <laughs> pre-note <clears throat> but um yeah so let's get into this i guess uh first thoughts in my opinion it is the second best phase four movie after spider-man no way home and it was such it was such a solid entry it had of course a very emotional story dealing with the loss of T'Challa following the, of course, real life loss of Chadwick Boseman. And this was such a like staggering effort by the filmmakers and by all the actors to move on with this project after dealing with the passing of the star, the central figure. But they pulled it off so well. It enabled us to get Shuri in a bigger role, um, a more mature role where she's dealing with all of this grief. We also got introduced to Riri Williams, who uh, I really liked her character. It was, she has an energy that is very similar to Peter Parker. Um, and I'm excited to see where she'll pop up next. Really liked it. Really good way to close out phase four. You know, so yeah, I mean, that's basically the, the gist of it. Like there's some interesting things that happen in this. Um, that we that we'll dive into, and there's you know there's there's some flaws for sure, um, you know I I think the biggest thing that I've seen is you know looking at this as if you look at this as a direct sequel to Black Panther, you know is this a better sequel, or the same? I think I think I would still go with Black Panther over this one, just in terms of. Uh, I don't know. I just like the story a little bit better in Black Panther. Um, and I just kind of like 
you can, I don't know. There's a definite direction going there, even with this one. But it's like, uh, I think, you know, with this, you get a little bit more fan service that could have been left out um, mm. and could have focused a little bit more on some of the core story points. And if that would have been done, then this probably would have been a superior sequel. I agree. Um, I think definitely an exciting way to wrap up the phase. Mm-hmm. I think that it was emotional. Um, and that was like the real key mm-hmm. takeaway from it. It does seem like one of those, uh, like they pick a character and they tell a story specifically about this character. And so everything else is just sort of there as like a, to move the plot forward for this character's story. And not that that's a bad thing. I mean, many, 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 many movies and shows and books and entertainment over the years do that. But I think if you were to take apart this movie to its like core elements, its core element is Shuri dealing with the grief of losing her brother. Yeah. And we will do spoilers in a moment, but really that's, that's like the, it is. And it's, you know, I think one of the harder things to kind of get away from that, or at least try, try your best not to compare it to, but there was so much of that where this just basically felt like a clone of no way home. Mm hmm. Like both are characters dealing with a very, very similar things, like both losing and just, just the foundational things of both films are kind of the same, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's like, how do you view that? I mean, there's no real easy way to kind of get around that when you lose someone that's just tough. And, you know, it's like those stories are going to be the same, but different, but it's, you look at like the entertainment industry, it's hard to like break away of like, well, are you kind of doing that just based off of their success and you want to kind of get the same success and right. But you got to tell it your own way. I, it's hard to look away from that, but still like, I think they did a, a good job with oh, Wakanda forever. I think, and that's, that's the, the hardest part is that it is so great mm-hmm. and it is so powerful Mm-hmm. But then the like creative movie making side of me is like, you guys, I don't know, like, it's cool that they introduced Namor. Mm-hmm. It's fun that we got to see Riri. They definitely are setting up, uh, oh, dang it, the Dormelage show, um, Midnight, what is it? Midnight Angels, yeah. They're definitely setting that up. So it's like we're getting all of this really cool stuff. But in the end, I just keep seeing like, oh, well, this they're only doing this because this could tie into some symbolic thing for Shuri to work through. And it's like, yeah, I get it. I mean, again, like I think it's really cool and it's a it's. Again, it's very emotional, 
like emotionally driven the, the whole movie is mm-hmm. but it it seems like a weird time to like introduce a relatively large character for the MCU moving forward and using it as sort of like I mean I guess you could say Miss Marvel was our first real like mention of mutants right um but I mean in this movie we just get a blatant mention of mutants so yeah I don't know it's it's just like ha ah, I really liked it and it was really cool and I definitely suggest everyone go see it but yeah again it goes back to it feels like they're setting up a bunch of unrelated things as opposed to this yeah. movie setting up a further future for yeah and i had conversations <clears throat> with with uh, some friends um around this and like because we talk about this a lot and and you know when when I'm talking about this with someone outside of our core circle. It's really fascinating to pick up because, like, you can see the frustration of, like, it's just so much. Mm-hmm. I've got to watch these shows. I've got to watch these movies. Mm-hmm. I could be confused on this. Oh, well, clearly they're setting up this other thing, but is it going to be a show? Is it going to be a movie? Like, it's just it's layered now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and it's crazy to think, like, before... Like leading up to Endgame, they were doing all the same like future setup, but it was all. Movies. But it was you yeah, knew, it was you knew everyone exactly. knew what to expect. Like they exactly. knew that like here in the next like so many months we'll have this, and I'm very, and you get curious to like how is this going to build onto the right. story and where it's going, and and now it's like okay, well, is this going to be a series like? Are they going to show up in movies only in right. series? Like in what capacity is it going to expand upon the core story? Right. And it, and it's, there's so many, <clears throat> excuse me, like Midnight Angels, for example, I don't see that series tying directly into the MCU mm-hmm. like movies. It may, absolutely. It could follow yeah. the like the whole thing where the Midnight Angels go to fight Doctor Doom, and that could be part of like them leading into introducing Doctor Doom. I don't know, but I just have a feeling that it's not going to tie into the movies, mm-hmm. and so it's weird to. I mean, I know what there wasn't like a ton of setup for that in this movie, but there was definitely setup for that in this movie, and it it feels like time that could have been spent forwarding like uh, quantum mania or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like the only real even nod that we get to quantum mania is on a, like a ticker tape on the bottom of a news thing where you see Scott Lang is selling his book that we saw in the trailer for quantum mania. So it's like, yeah, that's the next movie. Right. And there's like, there's two ticker moments. <clears throat> one references Scott Lang being on book tour. I can't remember what the second one referenced. Mm. It it mentions something and, and but again, it was it clearly must have not been that important because the TV was more in the background mm. and the everyone's moving quicker, so you only see it for a second, but you get like there's a reference there. I think it was something with the president. 
trying to remember because I I didn't catch what it said, but I I looked it up, and I think it had something to do with the president, and it may have been a nod leading towards Secret Wars. Ah, interesting. Um, hmm. Okay, which like that's that's something else we get a lot of in this where we're seeing we get De La Fontaine or whatever. Um, she's finally back and. a lot of mention of like the U S and what the CIA wants to do and what the government wants to do. And it's like, well, that's very much leading us towards secret wars. Cause now I'm seeing people yeah. thinking that like one of the two of them may be <clears throat> scrolls or they may have been hidden in like the UN meeting. And so it's like, I don't know. It's just all it's- this possible my viewpoint on all that was much more towards the existence of mutants Mm -hmm. right because the the whole dynamic there was like i know you know something i need to know what it is Mm -hmm. like why aren't you sharing this with me which is causing this uneasy like how do we deal with this like how do we Mm -hmm. prepare for this from a government perspective because clearly you know that there's probably a whole nother nation out there that we don't know about and what are they capable of and what could they do to us because we're already trying to get vibranium for the wakandans and Mm -hmm. that's like a whole other thing we could talk about but yeah like you know i kind of was seeing this in terms of like we're now in this world where like normal people especially more on the government side there's this known and unknown factor, which is really kind of what the mutants are about. Like, are you a mutant? Are you normal? Like, mm-hmm. and it just frightens them and they, they want to be in control of everything. I also enjoyed this villain, Namor, a lot. We are two for two with nuanced villains in this franchise. Um, in his case, uh, he is just wanting to protect his people and his civilization. We also did get the... Uh, the little M word dropped there where he says he's a mutant. Whenever, uh, whenever we heard that in the theater, I immediately was like turning between my husband Mason and Luke because, uh, we got to go see this movie together. Uh, Luke and I, my husband and Luke's wife, Jackie. Um, and they were both just kind of like, I know, I know I heard it too. (laughs) So yet another little teeny tiny breadcrumb leading us to the introduction of, uh, mutants and more specifically the x-men in the mcu i had a mini theory pop up for my that for myself that um (laughs) was what if valentina i had to look up her name valentina allegra de fontaine de fontaine uh, contessa valentina yeah um (laughs) what if to introduce like the weapon X program. Mm -hmm. If maybe she's in charge of that as opposed Mm -hmm. to it being striker. I could see that. And she wants to collect all the vibranium and have all the vibranium because that's the strongest metal that they know of right now. Right. But then maybe they find or a meteor or whatever. Mm hmm of adamantium and then that's when they're like oh we have adamantium or do you think that that already exists see it's tough to say because this whole it's like these moments in wakanda forever it's like 
could have been they could have done the whole adamantium thing like mm-hmm. it didn't have to be like well the meteor split and so there's vibranium over here because uh, we get to talikin and that's basically how they're powering everything is through vibranium mm-hmm. and what's wild is you know they've got equally as impressive and cool technology and gear and weapons as the wakandans do so like i don't know there could have been layers there like they could have mixed it up and made it more of like this setup leading into it that which would have made a lot more sense mm-hmm. um but yeah like the whole thing with with val's character makes it feel like yes she could be kind of terrified of mutants or the the thought of this and she's the one that's going to run the show Mm -hmm. i it it, they're definitely setting something up with with and i know that like she's going to be the one in charge of the thunderbolts we kind of know going forward that's that's part of her her jam so I just don't know if that's it or if they're trying to set up more with her. But again, it just goes back to like the aside from Shuri dealing with trauma. This movie just seems to be set up, but for too many things like they're Mm -hmm. trying to set up too much. And so it just feels kind of scattered. Yeah. I think the the design, the sound, everything overall in this film was great. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I in no way want anyone to think that I'm like, I didn't like it. I did really <laughs> like it. <laughs> I'm just looking at it from like a future of the universe standpoint. And it seems very much like, like the Black Widow movie where like didn't, really set up anything for the immediate future, set up a bunch of stuff for the like down the road future. Yeah. But also hadn't like, like I, I still don't know what the impact from this movie is going to be. Is this yeah. going to come up in quantum mania? Is this going to come up in future movies or is this like, yeah. Yeah. Like closing out the Wakanda chapter. It's, like it's really harder well, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't say that, you know, because like we get the mid credit roll, and if you do stay till the very end, it does say Black Panther will return. Mm. So I think we're going to see a lot more of Wakanda. I just don't know in what way, especially with Namor and Talakan. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a thought and I lost it. Um, yeah. Oh no, I know what it is. It was basically like. How do you how do you answer questions to people that go see this and you're seeing the trailer for Quantum Mania right before, which you get screen time with Kang, but they never refer him as like you don't know that he's Kang. Mm. So people are gonna like, who is this person? Right. You know? And then you watch Wakanda Forever and there's no reference to that other than the ticker. Mm-hmm. Like like Which really I, doesn't have any reference other than uh, no, other than Scott Lang he, as a book. Yeah. <laughs> We, and he's got a podcast that we still have not heard an episode. <laughs> like, come on. Come on. Which is crazy because really quick side note, um, there are a ton of Marvel comics that have been converted into podcast form. 
uh, mm-hmm. on Spotify. So if you're a comic fan, check them out. They're pretty fun. <laughs> but there's also an entire series that is a Squirrel Girl podcast. And I think maybe we've talked about it before, but it's like they can do that, but they can't just make this Ant-Man podcast. Like, yeah. Why not? We would all listen to it. <laughs> we talk about it. Yeah, I, you know, we'll see. It's gonna be interesting once we get into. I don't know if the when they would start doing this. Like probably closer to February. But like, what's uh, Paul Rudd gonna do when doing his promotional run for this? Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I mean, he's probably gonna do the same stuff he always does. But it'd be cool if he does something new. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Here's to the Ant-Man podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I know we kind of we're kind of bouncing all over the place. Um, I really liked the intro, the courtroom mm-hmm. moment. That that's probably like my favorite moment of the whole film. It's just <laughs> showing you the power that the queen has, and just the awareness, and seeing like these like her bodyguards, and they look so cool mm-hmm. and. It's just uh, that whole moment was awesome. I, mm. want, I wish we got more of that. <laughs> I also want to know, like, how, like as someone who tried to learn a second language, um, mm. I want to know how many languages they know. Right? Because Okoye busts in with her French. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool, too, the, um, the subtitle effect that they did, where if it was normal subtitles it was mm-hmm. in white if it was wakanda it was orange no blue right and then atlantean was orange I think. yeah they mixed it up i can't remember the colors but yeah yeah it was different for, <laughs> I thought that, for yeah, that. that was that was really cool um it was like the mayan language yeah yeah like how did they pick up on some of that so quickly like yeah and that's the thing is like i guess i'm we don't know. I liked the translator that they used because mm-hmm. it worked both ways, even though in one way they muddled the sound so you, you could kind of hear it, but not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and maybe that's like, maybe that's it, right? Like yeah. it's, it's just a, some future vibranium tech that they have. But, but, but that also, so another big part of this is AI, mm-hmm. right? Because, uh, Griot, Griot, right? I think so. Yeah. Griot, um, who's voiced by Trevor Noah. I didn't know that. Um, has a big part in this, but it also seems like they have an AI, like the Talicon has an AI as well, potentially or something. They've got tech that they can right. talk to, and it will do stuff like the whole voiceover thing. Um, but for for more context, um. In West African culture, a griot is a poet, musician, or a storyteller who is tasked with keeping tradition alive, which is really fascinating. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I love the whole AI stuff. Like, I, I'm like, man, I wish we need like an for for the dev geeks out there, we need like an SDK so we can just all make our own AI. <laughs> I want to make an AI so bad. <laughs> I uh, I've been learning how to code, and that was one of the things early on that I found uh, like a, just a little code that you could throw together 
mm-hmm. to make an AI. And I tried it and immediately my computer was like, no, your computer's going to crash if you try to run this code. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Um, I, I like the AI too. I think that it's fun to get to see like what sort of AI tech other groups have in the MCU. I will say it really makes me think of all the nanotech stuff. It's just very, it's like a convenient way for them to just explain away like months of work that someone would have to do. Instead, they're like, oh, we have an AI that just like creates this or does this. It's like, and that's the whole like thing with it. It's basically recreating the heart shape herb. Mm -hmm. Um, which is, you know, just basically diving into like 3D printing, right? Just, right. Yeah. Which, which also like, I, it's a comic book. I get it, but like, yeah, doesn't make sense. It just seems very like, well, if you could 3D print this herb, why didn't you? Why aren't you doing that before? Yeah, like right when it was all burned, like, yeah, kinda, like how the question is, is how long have they been working on that? Right. Well, I, apparently not long enough because they didn't have anything to work on. So, yeah, <laughs> um, I think it's cool. I think I will say that there's a moment when Shuri mentions that, like, not to worry about AI because it does whatever she wants it to do. It's like Ultron already happened. Mm-hmm. He was AI. That yeah decided he didn't want to do what he was told to do and did his own thing. So I just, I don't know. It feels like disconnected in some way from, from like previous movies to just be Mm -hmm. like, no, no, there's, there's nothing to worry about. AI won't ever turn on you. It's like, (laughs) but it already has turned on you. So it just seems like a setup for like, return of ultron or something right it's like who's the right villain to show up and make this stuff happen Mm -hmm. Hmm. which i was trying to think like you know what is something like dr doom would do like he would just try try to take over all the ai and i don't think so though because like his whole thing is that he like controls his doom bots and just shoots laser beams and stuff like, I don't know. I I've, I feel like because that's what I was trying to do is think of like what villain could this be potentially leading to, but Ultron was kind of like mm-hmm. the villain that it would have led to. Maybe something with like Modok and Aim, but yeah, even then it feels but, like they could introduce that in a better way. Yeah, yeah. I, I the real thing is like, what's the end? at least in the end of this movie, what is Namor's thought process here? Mm-hmm. You know, like it's hard to really, it's hard. It was hard for me to kind of reverse engineer. Like when he, when he's has that last moment of like, you know, there'll be a point where they're going to need us and they're going to come for us. And it's like, well, are you trying to say like, are you going to help Wakanda? Or are you going to be like, Nope. Right. Like I just want to, I just want to, I just want to sit back now and watch the point when y'all are burning, and then just let you burn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also, can he regrow his wings? Yeah, 
I thought that too. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I I would assume so because that's like one of his like key features. Yeah. Um, it's, it's I'm wondering nano- if that's nanotech. ever happened to him before. It'll be, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be explained away in some way. But I do feel like, and this goes back to what I was saying at the beginning, the way that we leave Namor and... that whole storyline mm-hmm. is essentially like where we started. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, he's just, he's not a villain. He's not a hero. He's living in his own place, wanting to do his own thing. Potentially he'll help, but, but maybe not. And so it was like, so that was a, I don't know. It just, it goes back to like, I get that all of this, like the main purpose was showing Shuri go through this, the grieving process, I guess, in like a superhero world. Mm -hmm. But the whole story with Namor feels like it didn't mean anything because it ended and nothing really happened. So mm-hmm. it's an odd way to like introduce a character and then immediately just like put them on the back burner for if we need him again. Now we're like, Oh, Namor's there. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's almost like they only, I mean, it's like Namor was used to, let the non Disney plus subscriber viewers know that mutants are here. <laughs> There's a whole nother world under the water here. So now you've got that. And yeah, like, I mean, that's kind of like the core two things. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like layered into that is like, they've done a great job at keeping themselves hidden which we can talk and we can get into, we haven't even talked about Riri yet, much, mm. but uh, you know, it's fascinating how well they've been keeping themselves hidden. Cause like the government has zero clue. Right. But now they know. Right. It's so, like, what's that impact? Like, that's what I, I'm, I'm more curious on like what that impact is going to be. I feel like, cause having- it's really just, it's really one of these things of like opening it up to this world of like someone else, is sitting back and this is what's going to intrigue them. And they're going to want to go find Namor and build that bond. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, the question is, who's that going to be? Is that, is that how they're going to bring Dr. Doom in? Is it someone else? It's, it's interesting because it's essentially what the world just went through with Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Like if we think about the timeline, right, this is probably like, what, seven years after um, Endgame? So mm-hmm. probably like eight years after Black Panther, which like Wakanda came out to the world basically for the first time. Mm-hmm. So in theory, the world has already been through this once. And is now going through it again, except in a completely different way because 
like Wakanda came out and was like, we're here to help people. We want to like spread, spread our technology and our knowledge to the world. Mm-hmm. Whereas Namor's like, no, like you guys know we're here, but only because we came up and we wanted to destroy you, but we decided against it. So yeah, it's like, Oh, I don't know that anyone's going to want to go down there and try to work with him. Someone will, but yeah, there's going to be someone like, it's like this opposite, right? If we can't build anything on the moon, <laughs> then let's build something at the bottom depths of the ocean. Right. Which like, I feel like he's not going to like that either. So yeah. I, that's, I feel like that's the, the issue with Namor is he's just sort of there for himself and his own people and wants little mm-hmm. to nothing to do with anyone else. So yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know if this is leading to a, like our own um not Illuminati, what's it called? Our own like group of super smart people here to protect the world. I can't think of what it's called. Uh in Doctor Strange. Talking about the Illuminati? Yeah, yeah. It is the Illuminati, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was right. Um, no, because Namor's in that in the comics. So, no, really, I I don't know if like that's I, why. And that, he... and that does make sense because like I can't think of like you know. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Is there any other civil civilizations under the water outside of them? And really within the, like, the Marvel 
That's kind of like their thing, right? Well, and this is a little bit of like a... Or at least re- on Earth, right? Yeah, this is a little bit of like a reimagining of it, too, because I'm pretty sure in the comics, Namor is in charge of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is more of like a Mayan mm-hmm. underworld, underwater. Um, So... I don't know if like Atlantis is also a thing separately from this. Unless they want to introduce that. It like wouldn't make sense because Namor is supposed to be the king of Atlantis. And yeah, so it's like, how is he king of both? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, before we kind of talk thoughts on like Riri, um, I did find what the other CNN ticker was referencing and it's something to do with new Asgard. Oh yeah. Okay. But I can't really, I don't know what in what way it is. Right. And it could have just been, you know, like new Asgard is basically like a touristy place now. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it could have just been something like, like that. But, um, but that, no, that's good thoughts. Like Atlantis could be there. Just not just, maybe they're going to push it to be this discover, you know, they discover it. And mm-hmm. it, I just don't know that they would tie to that. Yeah, I don't either. Cause like the, I know that like, Namor was part of that push when they were doing a lot of like Greek gods being added mm-hmm. to stuff. So like we have Zeus and Hercules and there's one other hero from that realm as well. And then Namor kind of like popped up around that time, I believe. So to to already have shown us the Olympians, right? And they're up in their super world in the clouds. And already shown us Namor, who is now in a completely different place. Mm-hmm. It would be weird to introduce Atlantis because you don't have anyone to like tie it to, and there would be no real yeah. reason to go there. Yeah, but I don't know. I would say let us know sure. on social or like where. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who would they fight if we if we had Atlantis? Let us know who you think they would fight. Yeah. Um, Submariner. <laughs> oh that's dc isn't it well I, I don't know and i've seen promo images <laughs> of basically like put up put uh give Na- namor his own film and that's what it was called it was namor the sub mariner i want to s- maybe it is marvel it's a hero oh it's just namor namor is the sub mariner yeah submariner however you want to say it yeah however you want to say it um so what do you think? What did you think of Riri, Ironheart? I thought completely unneeded, unnecessary. Yeah. I think yeah. fun, but again, it just seems like set up for future for Ironheart. I don't know that it needed to be. I don't know that that's that was needed because a yeah. we didn't really get any sort of origin story. Right. So whenever Ironheart comes out they're either going to have to start pre this movie or mm-hmm. post this movie, but then do a bunch of previous yeah. previously on. So I, uh, yeah, I can see them going that direction is uh, they could start it with her leaving Wakanda going back mm-hmm. and then just be like, so you probably don't know who I am. Let me catch you up and mm-hmm. kind of building that story. But I don't know. It's like, some of the, some of the things like we get the whole moment of like building the new suit 
and we see that like the hearts cut out never once saw it in the suit nope well and the the suit for me was problematic i guess because yeah she builds this new suit gets to use it for the battle and then it gets taken away from her mm-hmm. and she gets sent back with nothing. What was the point? Well, not necessarily nothing. Well, but. <laughs> true. Okay. But but she doesn't get to she doesn't get to take the suit. So it's sort of like my issue with Namor's story, where again, yeah, even though it was a very condensed story, it seems like this was literally just to introduce her so that everyone has an idea of who she is, and then yeah. they can start fresh in the series. Sure. And reintroduce her because they took her from, I would say like two because she was mm-hmm. already working on her own suit. They took her from like two to 10 back to one. Like, yeah, well, it's that like was pointless. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's almost like just imagine the frustration she's going to go through is like, it's kind of like, you know, doing a spider-man in a way like i gotta go to make my own suit now Mm -hmm. or just or just work on the other one but she's going from like wakanda technology back to just like what she was using like right to like a home depot technology yeah (laughs) yeah like like i don't know it 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 didn't makes sense especially because yeah. like we've learned that wakanda has like outreach programs and stuff wouldn't right. it make more sense for them to like keep riri around and like continue yeah. her education there and she could help them build stuff in wakanda like it just unneeded unnecessary it wasn't like a bad part of the movie or anything it just no. didn't need it was, to be it in was the movie. easy like yeah. it was just an easy way to like connect the two worlds together mm-hmm. um uh, yeah, I'm I'm torn on it, you know, and it's it's kind of like we've talked about this, you know, like in Black Panther, there's such just you can tell like there's a lot of inspiration from like anime and some Japanese things, and um, most of what we get in Wakanda Forever is basically from like the to me it was like the Midnight Angel suits and then Ironheart's new suit, mm-hmm. which then gets very, taken away, so we'll probably never see it again. Yeah, good possibly, yeah. <laughs> Until it's like Secret Wars or something. <laughs> Armor Wars, maybe. Armor Wars, yeah. Could be there. Or it's, yeah. It's gonna she's gonna have to go like recreate that. Mm-hmm. But also there was like no you know, it's like Sherry was asking, is that Stark Tech and it got cut off? So like is there any inspiration from Stark you know that it seems like they wanted to go more of this family route of like she does all this because of her father and like mm-hmm. all of that is fine that's perfectly fine but isn't in the comics it's all because of like Tony yeah and I mean she's at MIT we yeah. assume through the like Stark program that he set up mm-hmm. so like we could assume that maybe when he was still alive, he like saw something in her and gave her rudimentary designs for a suit and she was working on it, but he's passed away before she was able to finish it. And so she's like still working on it. There's something there that could work as Mm -hmm. convenient as it seems, but I don't know. Again, I, I think that, 
when we talked about this previously, we mentioned like, oh, it'd be cool if instead of it being Stark Tech and all this stuff, instead she was a student that like went to Wakanda for study abroad and met Shuri and Shuri brought her in and she started working on stuff and was working on like a weaponized suit or something like that. I think that would have been a much more exciting and fresher take on the character mm-hmm. because I know that Ironheart is still a relatively new character in the sense of like the history of Marvel, but mm-hmm. realistically Ironheart is new Iron Man. So it's yeah. just like a rework of a character we've already had. So I think that they right. could have taken that and made it into like a cool, fresh new take on that character. Sort of like yeah. they did for Namor. Mm-hmm. But instead they were like, no, we'll cherry pick parts of that origin story and show them to you now. Oh, yeah. I and mean, then, it was like seeing Iron Man all over again. Yeah. So and and they even use the same a, sound effects yeah. and stuff. I, yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm excited for the series. I think it'll be cool, but I'm definitely more nervous now because I feel like it's going to be either super heavy on backstory because we Mm -hmm. didn't really get any of that, or it's going to like constantly call back to the fact that she was in Wakanda and fought in Wakanda and worked in Wakanda and is now having to build a new suit. Yeah. And who's going to be the quote unquote villain. Like I could see it being potentially, uh, Dave Fontaine trying to like, yeah. Intruder, like running yeah. from the government. Cause they want to know like what happened. Yeah. Unless they give us some, I, I would assume that that series is going to be a setup for armor wars. So yeah, maybe they give us, Crimson, whatever. Hmm. Um, what is that guy called? He's like the Russian Iron Man. Maybe they give us like something like that as like mm-hmm. a villain that pops up. So then we're like leading into Armor Wars and everyone's going to get a cool suit of armor and <laughs> who's going to have what and control what. And I, I don't know. Maybe that's where we're going. Again, I feel like the downside to this movie was that it set up too many things too far out. Yeah. With no real payoff in the end. Right. Right. Who do you think would, uh, challenge M'Baku for the throne? Hmm. Shuri would be the only one that would make sense, but I don't know that she wants that. I don't think she wants that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe and Okoye's to, husband. Maybe. We didn't we didn't see him, but they did make mention of the fact that she could visit him. So Yeah, he's well he's probably in prison somewhere. Yeah. So I don't know if he could challenge. I'm I mean, I don't know the rules, so <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's what, what muddies things is I think a lot of people are expecting like, well, if you're Black Panther then that automatically makes you the overall leader, but mm-hmm. not necessarily. Black Panther is the protector, right? Yeah. Um it just happens to, to be it just yeah, T'Challa just happened to mm-hmm. you know be king already and you know 
he could have said, you know what, I'll be your protector, but I need someone else to kind of right. run things here. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm fine with Mbaku. Just let him and, But it. also it's like, how do the elders feel about that? Maybe the elders step in and say like, no, we would much rather have, if someone's going to challenge you, it needs to be Shuri because we would rather have them to be the same person. Maybe, but I feel like their whole culture is kind of set up in a way that's like any, like anyone could challenge, right? Like, right. That was the thing. Like anyone could challenge. So I think they'll probably just be like, yeah, I mean, if he challenges and Mm -hmm. he wins, then he's the new leader. And like that, I guess at the time, like if we think about the last time this happened, that meant that you got to then take the heart-shaped herb and get mm-hmm. the powers of the Black Panther. So, like, maybe... Maybe he, like, gets to take that. It, like, mm-hmm. if he's the, if he's in charge, he gets to eat a heart-shaped herb <laughs> and get, get the power. But, like, that doesn't necessarily mean that he has to be the Black Panther. Like... It's getting, this is creeping into like Star Wars and the rule mm-hmm. of two. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. So much like how many, like can there be multiple Black Panthers? Is mm-hmm. it only always going to be one protector? It seems like there's always just going to be one. They'll only have one person wield that kind of power. Right. Well, and Otherwise, I, if I, everyone did, like who knows what would happen. Right. And they make it seem like not everyone can. So possibly, I yeah. I don't know like how that plays in. As it's well. like, Yeah. Like, what if they get, let Riri take a mm-hmm. drink and? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, just like, could you die if you couldn't for, yeah. like handle? Like, I don't know. But, or, well, it it this kind of goes into well, essentially, this our answer is like what happened with like, uh, Namor. Like, mm. the, you know, it's like almost like this is how mutants started versus like the Terrigen Mist, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or there's going to be multiple ways that mutants are created. Mm-hmm. And maybe that is the direction this goes. Like instead of Terrigen Mist, like somebody steals people are going to steal formula mm-hmm. and and turn it into a mist, and then mm-hmm. they're able to like gas people with the heart shaped herb, and that's what turns yeah. you into a mutant. I, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I will say something interesting. Uh, we go to the ancestral plane a couple times, and I saw a theory that like I kind of like. Um, when T'Challa goes, he goes to the ancestral plane and sees his father mm-hmm. with all the other ancestors mm-hmm. in this tree. And basically he's like, yeah, whenever you die, like you join the other Black Panthers from before you and in the ancestral plane. Like that's what happens. Mm-hmm. When Killmonger takes it and he goes to the ancestral plane, it's the moment that his father died Mm -hmm. and that's what he sees. And when Riri takes it, she's in the throne room and she sees Killmonger on the throne. Yeah. Sure. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm so focused. Um, Sees Killmonger on the throne, but no one else is there. It's completely empty. And I saw a theory that Killmonger is stuck in this 
like it's the ancestral plane, but he's stuck in a part of it that's like his desire was to rule the kingdom. So mm-hmm. he got what he desired. He's ruling the kingdom, but there's no one in the kingdom. And he's stuck there by himself for like all eternity. Ah, that's interesting. So he's basically he's ruling the kingdom, but there's no one to rule. Exactly. And so I was like, what a cool thought of like, yeah, because like he took the heart shaped herb. You would think that based on the knowledge that we have of that, if he Mm -hmm. dies and goes to the ancestral plane, he would be there with all of them right in the tree. But instead, because he was so like power hungry and went about it the wrong way, he didn't get access to heaven, if you will, sure. of the ancestral plane. Instead, he's in this like self-made hell for eternity where he just and rules over the simple No, kingdom. I like that because it, it does make sense because, you know, sure, he's on this big kick of like so much bad things have happened and it's just it's just and then layering in with like the world trying to get and you know get a hold of vibranium and just just things going on that she basically said like i would much rather watch the world burn Mm -hmm. that's just the state of mind that she's in Mm -hmm. and can't get out of that so yeah that makes sense like and it's just kind of like a warning to her like yeah hey if you don't do this the right way this is like Mm -hmm. what's gonna happen you're gonna end up yeah in the worst possible place so Mm -hmm. I don't know. I thought that was cool. Um, I guess looking forward, we can talk about the end credits stuff. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing to talk uh, about would be just uh, if there's any, if you had any quick thoughts on just them killing off the queen. Not really. Cause again, like it seems like the whole story was to, push Shuri forward. Yeah. It was like really the only thing it was, you know, Mm -hmm. and I read an interesting, uh, behind the scenes of like that, uh, you know, she, she approached Ryan about that, like wasn't really happy with it. And he was like, you got to remember, like put yourself in this world. Like death is not the end. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's, there's more to that. And it's kind of like the thing. It's like that moment where, what would have happened if Shuri had just killed Namor? Mm-hmm. Like what kind of position would that have put her in? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What, what would that, I mean, essentially like, could that have caused like a major world war or could something else have happened? I mean, I, it definitely would have caused like a war between. Yeah. Wakanda and what's it called? Telecon. Telecon. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, definitely. I don't know that like, I think the outcome of that would have affected the world maybe, but Mm -hmm. I think more so it was just that, like it was that pull for Shuri, like, do you succumb to the darkness or do you rise above and yeah, there's a lot of like symbolism in this movie too of like, Oh yeah. Descending onto the throne rather than rising up to the throne. And Mm -hmm. so I think that it was, again, it was just 
all centered around what is Shuri going to do? How is she handling yeah. this? What's the next step for Shuri? As opposed to like, what's the next step for Wakanda? Yeah. Because like, Which again, is, like yeah, we don't like, know what the next step for Wakanda is. Yeah. Like that well, wasn't well, the... Exactly. Yeah. It's, you know, it's what, what are you holding on to? What do you need to let go? Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, I mean, you should always remember those that you love and lost, but you still have to move forward. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big thing with Shuri is like, how does she move forward? Right. Right. Which I guess we will find out. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the final question goes into like the, the mid credit scene. I was pretty sure that they were going to do this. So I was delighted <laughs> with the mid credit scene where it introduced us to T'Challa's son. Uh, his Haitian name, I believe was Toussaint. But his name, his given name is T'Challa. And uh, again, I had, I had a feeling that they were going to uh, introduce a child belonging to T'Challa and Nakia. Now, does it make a single lick of sense that they would hide baby T'Challa from Wakanda? Not really, no. But it really it made for a really lovely moment at the end of the film where we don't only see the franchise carrying on the legacy of T'Challa and Chadwick Boseman. We also have this new character that is set up to do the same. So very excited to see where they will go from here. Uh, Again, it was a very emotional and interesting, a very, very action-packed entry into the MCU. And one of my favorites from this year. I I, I liked it, you know, and this was like, I think in the back of my mind, I expected something like this to happen Mm -hmm. and you know, it it makes sense that it does, but uh, yeah, T'Challa has a son. Um, But the question is, is could he be a mutant? I don't know. I, in the comics, T'Challa has a son with storm. Yeah. So potentially, but we know that Storm is not a character, so yet, yet. so <laughs> that that's not that could have happened. Yeah. Um, but so the question is, I think setting up the universe with a new T'Challa because mm-hmm. that's child's name. Yeah, um, I think that they are trying to future-proof Black Panther. Yeah. So that when they introduce mutants, they could introduce a lot of these mutants as kids as mm-hmm. opposed to introducing them as adults. Mm-hmm. And then T'Challa, new T'Challa, would potentially like grow up to be Black Panther, King mm-hmm. of Wakanda, and meet Storm along the way. So and then we could get s- that Black Panther yeah. Storm. Yeah, yeah. T'Challa Storm story. I didn't think of that. They could do that. Yeah, that's a that was what immediately hit me. I was like, oh, they're just they're they're trying to reintroduce Black Panther in a way that they could use T'Challa Black Panther mm-hmm. at some point down the line. Yeah, even though T'Challa Black Panther that we know is no longer a character, with right? Us. So I don't know. Kind of weird, but also like. <laughs> Fine. It, I think it just depends on how they introduce mutants. 
Yeah. Uh, if if they introduce them and are like they've been here all along and Xavier school has been around for years and years and it was like I said where it was like Xavier has passed away at this point and now it's the Jean Grey school and like hmm. it, there's there's so many things that they could do. <laughs> but if they were to introduce them from like an earlier stage Mm -hmm. then this could that could potentially that storyline could still play out in the next 15 20 years of marvel films yeah which like crazy to think but like there's no there's no stopping this train now like they're gonna make these movies probably for the rest of our lives so (laughs) there's time to do stuff (laughs) (laughs) yep that is true Well, I feel like that is that's it. We've yeah. covered Wakanda forever. <laughs> that's pretty much it. The only other thing I will say is, um, there's a lot of stuff out there right now about how Doctor Doom was supposed to be in this movie and that he was taken out of this movie, and that people saw like a cut where the final credit scene introduces Doctor Doom and all this stuff. Don't believe any of that. If he was supposed to be in this movie, fine. They took him out, whatever. But like, there's no secret cut out there of Doctor Doom. I don't think there's. I I I guess the only thing I saw was that someone said that there is a director's cut, and that's all they really said. I mean, that could mean anything. Yeah, I I could see there being a director's cut. I there's definitely no Doctor Doom in it. Um, (laughs) I saw a thing that was uh somebody is like filming the end credits in the movie theater and Mm -hmm. it ends and it's like black panther will return and then it cuts to this scene that i'm like 90 percent sure is in the it was like the teaser for dr doom in when they like remade the fantastic four movie because it's like a shot where they're like walking through some halls and you see like a suit of armor and then it turns the corner and there's just like an iron mask and then the eyes open up and everyone cheered. And I was like, this is not real. This is, there's, (laughs) this is nothing. This is nonsense. So, so a little side note. I started watching that one again. (laughs) I have, I've only, I've I've only, I've only watched it once and then it kept popping up and I was like, why not let's revisit i haven't finished it i think i still have like an hour left i'm excited for us to watch it and talk about it because a little uh preview into whenever we do that i really enjoyed the first 30 minutes of that movie yeah i thought it was like perfect way to set up and then something happened and the movie just tanked for the rest of it like yeah uh, yeah, I'm at the point where they just got back. And mm. so they're all like, they just like the powers are there, mm-hmm. but they, but I don't think they've like all connected yet to talk about it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've got like, I think like 50 minutes to an hour left on it. So I may try to go finish it this afternoon <laughs> or I don't know. We'll anyway. have to talk about that soon. Yeah. <laughs> and most of it's just because like, I, I only watched it once and I couldn't really remember how you know what what all how big of a role dr doom had in that one and mm-hmm. and i completely forgot a lot of the people starring in it because mm-hmm. like i forgot the actor that was playing dr doom because i'm a big fan of him and servant on apple tv so mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> we're going, i know we're breaking away from the yeah but anyway 
Yeah, we'll get Doctor him. Doom. We'll get him. Soon. I think we'll get him. I do agree. I see a lot. Of, I, I do see a lot of fans uh, really breaking down Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and just the style, and especially with what Ryan Coogler has done with these films and some of these characters. Mm-hmm. And I would agree. I would love to see his take on Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether that be just a solo, if they want to do a solo film to bring in this character, or like I don't know what their plans are, but I'm I'm excited for it, and I think it would be cool to have Ryan Coogler take mm-hmm. on that role. Yeah, I I feel like we're gonna get it sooner than later, but it, it was not in this he, movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if if we're going into Secret Wars, like Kang and Doom have pretty big roles in that, so mm-hmm. yeah, and I feel like we're at a point now where they can't. They've introduced Kang, not yeah. in the MCU, so to speak, but they've introduced Kang. Mm-hmm. So we're just waiting for them to introduce Doom. And right. if, if Quantumania goes the way that I think it's going to go, where Kang is the villain, not villain, mm-hmm. like he, maybe it's more of like a setup to him being the villain movie as opposed to him being the villain throughout. Mm-hmm. I think that would leave room for them to introduce Doom in a way in a similar fashion where like they introduce doom as like, he's the new leader of Latveria and Mm -hmm. maybe he's not so great, but no one's really sure yet. And then they could introduce fantastic four because those kind of go hand in hand. I'm banking. I'm banking. We we're going to see Reed Richards and he's going to show up and Ant-Man's going to be, it's probably going to be like Ant-Man and his crew. Like, Mm -hmm. And Doom will get referenced in some way. And then before the screen cuts in the background, we'll see like the figures of the rest of Fantastic Four. We may not see the cast, but I think we'll see the figures of them and then it just cuts to black. Do you think that will be like an end credit scene? Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm so excited. Like phase five is going to kick off like right right before my birthday so that's like <laughs> the best birthday present because i think quantum mania comes out the 17th my birthday's on the 20th so nice. like when i when I'd see the date i just looked at my wife and i was like birthday yeah. night, let's go <laughs> yeah well hopefully by then we'll have like super early screenings or something disney Man, that'd be great disney marvel one of you please yeah. contact us um <laughs> so all in all go check it out you need something to watch um and just a reminder we do not have an episode uh next week i'll be sure to post on social media when we're coming back from our break our hiatus whatever you want to call it as we wait for the next oh go ahead but go ahead and watch because the holiday special comes out next week so we'll definitely be watching that we'll just we won't talk about it until the next week yes so yeah, keep your ears out for that the following week and keep your eyes out for that next week. Um, yeah. But yeah, we won't be posting our, our watch through next week like we normally would. Um, so everyone enjoy your Thanksgiving, Turkey Day, <laughs> Thursday off, whatever it is to you. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys in two weeks. <laughs> be a good break. But yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. See you later. Gobble, gobble, gobble.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.